0: Did you see the Okay, welcome to the Young IPA Podcast. I'm James, this is Pete. G'day everyone. <laughs> I had to look at my notes for some reason while I said Pete. like, who is this? Uh, anyway, it's episode 156. It is April the 24th, Friday show, which is a throwback to the very early days of the podcast when we used to do this on Friday. Uh, so I think, yeah, we're, we're going to see if this one works and then maybe we go to a week from now on. Is that the
1: idea? That's the idea, mate. This is sort of back to when before you know it was just about the music rather than before we sort of you know we used to do it on a Friday for a bit of fun. Now yeah. we now it's all about the now it's all about the suits. So it's good to be back on a Friday. Uh, I sold out from day one. Like, yeah, I, I got into this to sell out. Like I was never <laughs> about the music. Yeah, I was about the music. Look, I'm just glad that this is I sort of see this as our great leap forward, you know, like we've our capability has been pushed down through coronavirus. We're all at home. But we're doubling production, just like Chemi yep. Mao was like, we're just gonna double <laughs> steal production no matter what. Except as is gonna end up a lot better than that. So great leap yeah, forward this is Let's our five do it, two year shows player. a week.
0: Uh, sweet and I want to start off the show with a bit of good news I want to start doing this always start off with a bit of good news a New York antibody study released overnight shows 21% of New Yorkers have antibodies which is way higher than people thought that's
1: good news it is good so like people might be like hang on isn't heaps of people having it bad but heaps of people having it is good because it means they don't have it they don't know they've got it so like the the you know the severity of the disease is not as bad as we thought originally based on that study
0: and then we don't know if it's like one of those diseases you only get once, like chickenpox, I think, is a disease you only get once. But if you only get it once and 21% of people already have it, New York's that much closer to herd immunity, which is good.
1: That's good. And I think it is, from what I've read, it is one of those things that you only get once. There have been a few very rare cases of people that have got it twice. but Yeah, and then there's um, like false positives or false negatives. Yeah, exactly right. But by and large, you are probably only going to get it once. Yeah. All right. Uh, So let's get into
0: the show. Unless, Pete, you've got any good news that you want to share with us?
1: No, no, that's all right. i just uh, done my great leap forward bit, so let's move on. It was a good bit. I enjoyed it. Uh, Let's talk about superannuation. Oh, yeah, that's right. Superannuation. Okay, so Treasury has estimated that 1.5 million people will apply for the scheme, which the government's introduced, which formally opened on Monday, uh, allows people to withdraw 10 grand from their super before June 30, and another 10 grand from July 1 to September 24, all without tax, to cope with the economic shutdown caused by covid the Guardian reported a, su- uh, a survey by Industry Super Australia, which said those under 40 twice as likely to access their super as those over 40, which obviously makes sense. And f- and in a very interesting stat, James, which I want to tell you, 46% of people who said they were very likely to access their super early had not yet lost their employment. And 40% of them lived in a household with income over 100K a year. So these people aren't in crisis as a result of COVID. They're just taking up the offer to use the freedom of of using their super how they, say, they see fit, which shows there is a market for getting rid of compulsory superannuation.
0: Yeah, this is one of those ones where why can't we have this all the time? Which is yeah, exactly. like superannuation itself is not a bad idea if you want to invest money for the future, but the fact that it's compulsory and the fact like IPA research has shown where superannuation... <laughs> Sorry, a. All right, uh, we're just going to have to play with this one. There seems to be a council worker... Uh chopping down a tree just outside my house which is going to be an interesting subplot for the next 20 minutes uh but anyway where was I? compulsory superannuation yeah so the fact that it's compulsory the fact that ipo research has shown where your superannuation fees actually end up going uh it's one of the weirdest things that australia has the fact that it is compulsory and it should only be voluntary and if we're a step closer to this because of coronavirus that is one of the silver linings that we're going to get out of this whole experience
1: Exactly right. No super itself is a very good idea. You should definitely save for your future kids. I've read two chapters of the uh, Barefoot Investor now, so I am wow. an expert on all financial matters. Uh, superannuation is good. I think for you, you but- just uh, committed a crime, by the way.
0: Well, <laughs> like, there's like uh, apparently there's five years in jail for uh, landlords that recommend their tenants pull out their superannuation fees to pay for their rent. I think yeah. that's a five year jail term. So you know we are not offering financial. Well,
1: things. believe it or not, James, I'm not a landlord, and uh, and but you are correct in saying that. I should say that the, the, the disclaimer is I am not offering specific financial advice to all your listeners. <laughs> uh, but superannuation is good for you. And when it comes to compulsory, when super becomes compulsory, it's just a tax. That's just yeah. a tax. You're giving money, the government's making taking money off you, and then giving it back to you in the form of, you know, pension in your old age. So people don't yeah. think of it as a tax, but it is a tax.
0: And uh, sorry, I've, I've lost my spot. Again, That's uh, right. this leaf blower is in my head. You were distracted the by my brilliance. It, it is brilliance and slash the leaf blower guy is just all up in my head right now. <laughs> well, we uh, can't
1: hear it at all, so maybe just uh, forget about it.
0: Uh, okay, good. All right. Uh, the other part of this is... So this was one of the absolute no-brainers of how to deal with coronavirus, and the other side are now coming out as a labor assistant shadow assistant treasurer Stephen Jones. here's a quote for you pete unless you have access to your, unless you have to access your super i'd encourage people to think twice about it a small amount of money access today could be a big cost to your retirement savings down the track now pete let's do a thought experiment are you more likely to need money in your retirement or when you've lost your job in the middle of a global pandemic when do you think you would need your money
1: well that's a really good point james uh probably in the short term uh but once again, this is not official financial advice. There's also a thing about... You but know, it's you, the you,
0: idea that like people can decide when or not they want their money. And people are capable of going, this might hurt me long term, but also I just lost my job and I need money.
1: Yeah, exactly right. We live in a country where people are nominally meant to be able to make decisions about their own financial future. Yeah. Boy, drank at the wrong time. I know.
0: I thought uh, you were going to go on a bit of a rant, but uh, I was wrong. So <laughs> anyway,
1: that's the compulsory superannuation
0: thing. If we're one step closer to getting rid of that, that is one of the silver linings. Now... I want to move on, Pete, to Planet of the Humans. Now, this documentary oh, yeah. is gone absolutely viral recently. Uh, it's had 800,000 views in the first three days. If people don't know what it is, so Michael Moore, you know, Michael Moore bowling for Columbine and mm. all this other stuff, fame, documentary maker. He produced on the 50th anniversary of Earth Day, this new documentary, Planet of the Humans, hosted by Jeff Gibbs. And it's getting a lot of attention because it's exposing uh, the renewable energy sector for basically being as tied to corporate interests as the non-renewable energy sector. And it really names people that are heavily involved. In, and the fact that also a lot of what we think is renewable energy actually isn't and relies upon fossil fuels. I mean, the uh, what is it? The biomass or whatever that is. Like That was probably the craziest revelation from it all was that this thing that everyone says oh that's a future that's a future you need to chop down whole forest just to get something to work from it and it's gone absolutely viral i've got a few feedback options we both watched it yesterday so mm-hmm. my number one piece of feedback from it this someone needs to get this guy a coffee <laughs> yeah yeah like very low energy delivery style very monotone that was my number one overall piece of feedback someone needs to get this guy a coffee
1: well, I, I, I agree with that. I I reckon... I mean, I've got this theory about environmentalists who very low-key. Uh, but he also... I think the reason why he is l- like that is because he's making a movie saying that we need to reduce our population. So he's effect- effectively promoting killing heaps of people, which, you know, yeah. makes you low energy sad. Uh, it does. So
0: that's like that's the thing. So this documentary is getting a lot of whole buzz in circles where people are skeptical about renewable energy. So, you know, you've got conservative people that are about this. You've got libertarian people that are about this and, I think it's, they're slightly overrating it because as you say, there's good stuff in places that say they run off renewable energy like Apple. We had that... There's like that shot of the Apple CEO saying we're 100% renewable energy, they're not. Uh, also, one of my favorite scenes of the Earth Day concert that say they're powering everything off renewable energy, they were not. So, I like all that side of it. And any video that exposes Al Gore and Michael Bloomberg to be absolute... Uh, uh, that, that exposes them to be frauds is all right with me. But then he goes... Uh, Okay, let's not... Instead of looking at all this evidence and going, okay, let's not divest from coal and make life harder for poor people just yet because the technology obviously isn't there to step in where fossil fuels are. He goes, the time has come for population control. Like, option A didn't work. Someone needs to die.
1: That's exactly right. I'd advise people to not get sucked in by the deliciousness of the opening 30 to 40 minutes, which is just gotcha moment after gotcha moment with proponents of renewable energy. And it is amazing and it is delicious. You got the, you know... You know, you'll see it yourself. I won't go through them all. James mentioned that thing about the biomass, and he mentioned the the concert that was meant to be uh, po- powered by solar, but was actually powered by coal. Um, but check it out; it has had 1.2 million views. It's on YouTube. But don't get sucked in by the deliciousness of that, because the underlying message is that we need population reductions. And if this movie is really persuasive in smashing renewable energy, then that's great. Uh, but it will also potentially be persuasive in uh, yeah, encouraging people to support population reduction. So just be wary. Yeah, the, uh, the cure for a broken
0: foot isn't cutting off the lower part of your body. Like the people that go, we need population control right now. My reply is always, okay, you first.
1: Yeah, that's what it doesn't say. Who's, who? Who's going to die then?
0: Yeah. So anyway, check it out because like this is a cultural moment. Everyone's just sitting around watching TV anyway. Might as well learn something about the renewable energy sector. Uh, Free on YouTube as
1: well. Yeah. Do we want to talk? What What is next? (laughs) I forget. What do we? Oh, the app. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do the app, mate. Okay. (laughs) So. We talked about the app on Tuesday. This is the, the tracing app that the government is thinking about introducing to help us uh, know if we're coming to contact with someone who's had coronavirus. Now, we said there was going to be a bit of a period they were developing it where it's going to be open to scrutiny from various people within the government and also people outside the government who are technology experts. Already, three days later, uh, industry technology industry players have raised alarms about the federal government's tracing yeah. app. After a contract for its data storage went offshore to China. No, just kidding. It went offshore to the U.S. retail and technology giant Amazon, which uh, will then be hacked into. (laughs) Which will then be hacked into by Chinese uh, hackers. No, several wholly owned Australian Australian Australian-owned cloud storage services have been security vetted for precisely such things like this. But it did get sent offshore. Now, some people are saying that issuing the contract to Amazon may also mean the Australian data is obtainable by US law enforcement under a 2018 law that allows them to obtain information held by US registered data companies. Now, the government has said that it's not the case. ABC News also revealed that the government has plans to store the decryption keys for the data in the same cloud as the data itself to make sure it's nice and convenient for hackers that they don't have to hack into two separate things. They just have to hack into one uh, and they get the, the data encryption keys. So already we said, you know, in theory, this is potentially a better, more efficient process than the government ringing people to see where they've been if they've come in contact with coronavirus. So long as there's not a million problems with the thing that there probably will be, already we're seeing a couple of those problems start to emerge.
0: Yeah, since Amazon now have your data, prepare for every, literally every aspect of your life now to have a recommended product. Like we mm. noticed you went to your kitchen. Here are some kitchen appliances. We noticed you are a big fan of walking to the uh, cafe. Here are some other things you can buy from a cafe that also Amazon can give you.
1: Am I the only person that doesn't mind those helpful suggestions? Everyone's like, oh, my phone's been listening to me and now I've got all these product recommendations, but I often find them quite helpful.
0: Yeah, because it's helpful when you say things and then it pops up because that's useful, but then it's also listening to the things that you say that aren't useful and you'd rather just not have your phone know that about you. Well, or anyone.
1: I never say anything that's not useful, James, so I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, you're right. So as, as we said, there's already issues emerging. Um, yeah. Yeah. Check, right, out and you then, to check out the interview with Chris Berg. Yeah. And then last story we're going to talk about at the top, sport
0: might be back, which I am so happy with. Uh, Peter and I, long-time listeners of the show, might, might know that Peter and I do not mind sport one bit. So mm. we've had a fair few indicators this week that sport is on its way back. We had Chief Medical Officer Dr. Brendan Murphy-Seldie Fer- uh, said that he felt community sport was a really important thing when he was talking to a Senate committee investigating COVID, uh, Australia's responses to COVID-19. Uh, he was talking about the national Cabinet's already weighing up the community sport, whether that's back on the table. Age reported yesterday that AFL's back in June. Rugby's back in May 28th. They're really uh, pushing that one. I'm very happy because I've had some very dark days in the last couple of weeks where I thought there might not be sport this year at all. And that made me very sad. So now that we're getting some dates, now that we're getting it on the agenda, I'm now happy again.
1: Well, James, as I've been saying, you are the real victim in this whole situation. The (laughs) thing that, the thing. Don't shout
0: me down for liking sport, mate. We are a team, and you
1: like sport as much as I do. I do know, I love it. And community sport is, is really important, particularly in a lot of country towns where there's very little going on apart from the local footy and netball clubs. And I'm not just talking about the people playing, but also the old elderly people that, you know, get their weekly interaction from going and watching the footy and netball. Now I am not quite as excited as you because the Prime Minister hosed down speculation that they were going to bring back community sport. He said I wouldn't be when he when he was asked about it, after the chief medical officer made his statement, he said I wouldn't be offering a view on that. What we are seeking to do is focus on those activities that are more low health risk and more high economic value. My, my priority get to get kids back to school, get people back to work. That's what my priority is. So I still think that it's a little bit away.
0: I might be overly naive, but that to me is a classic one of when you've got really good news and someone else beats you to the punch and you're like, hang on, this is my good news. I want yeah. to tell people about it. Wow. Move, he Doesn't let this slip in the Senate Estimates Committee. This is big ScoMo. He's coming through. He's t- telling people sports back on.
1: Well, it's very, it's very Skomo. It's a very ScoMo thing to you know bring back the uh, local footy club. That would be that's right up his alley. So maybe you're right for marketing. But uh, age reporting footy
0: back in June and rugby back on May twenty eighth. They are some clear crystallizing dates, and that is exciting.
1: What did you say about the footy?
0: AFL uh, age reported yesterday that footy uh, footy is looking to become back in June and there might, might be a scheduled release next week.
1: Okay. Okay, by schedule he means fixed up, but thank you for that, James. That's interesting, because I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on, but we, we won't. I won't let the cat out of the bag yet. Okay, cool. So
0: we do Heroes and Villains on Tuesday's show, and we don't want to uh, basically double up on the Heroes and Villains, because that sort of diminishes the Grunt the Pig freedom snore. It Dimin- mm. diminishes the seriousness and the allure. That comes with the snort. So what we're doing instead, this is just going to be likes and dislikes, I reckon. This Mm. is just stuff we like this week, stuff we don't like this week. Sometimes it's going to be political, other times it's not. And Pete, do you want to start off? What have you liked this week?
1: Well, what I've liked this week, James, is the great territory called the Northern Territory. In Australia, we took, I was going to say we don't talk about the Northern Territory that much, but we actually do bring it up a little bit. So I'm not going to say uh, apologies for not talking about the Northern Territory enough. I will say a big hello to our Territorians listening. Now, I like the Northern Territory because Chief Minister of the NT, Michael Gunner, had this press conference about the cancellation of Cracker the cancellation of Cracker last week.
2: But I know Cracker is sacred to the Territory. It is to me. Some people might be pissed off about this decision. And frankly, I did not like making the decision. But it is the right decision. It had to be made. So this year, the skies won't light up like they normally do. But I promise you this. Cracker Night will be back in 2021, and we will make it the best one yet. We'll get back to parties on the beach and beers in the backyard and back to doing what we really love to do once a year, blowing stuff up.
1: All right. Now, that is not a celebration of white Americans. That is a celebration of a a night that still happens. That still happens. In the Northern Territory, it's a night they let off fireworks. It used to happen all over Australia, but now it is illegal in pretty much every place in Australia. Except but they still Canberra. have to, in Canberra as Ex- well. So, yeah. Do, do, yeah, they still have it in Canberra, do they? I don't have. The, well, you can
0: certainly buy fireworks in Canberra, so you can have your own. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to recommend people. <laughs> <laughs> Christ,
1: Bolt says go just, to Canberra if you want some fireworks. Bolt says uh, go to Canberra. So, uh, yeah, the, fact, the fact that they still have it is. A one of the reasons I like the Northern Territory. The second reason I have it is that the Chief Minister, as you just heard, says he's pissed off that he has to cancel Krakenknife Cracker Knight in an official in an official press conference he says he's pissed off. And the fact that he says crack a night is sacred. The way that he says uh, 2021 twenty twenty one will be better than ever, with tears welling up in his eyes and his bottom lip quivering. Uh really inspired me and he said that the immortal phrase will get back to doing what we love more than ever blowing stuff up all of that is some of the reasons that i love the northern territory but the piece de resistance of this whole thing is Saul, please roll the next tape
3: there are limits on how much alcohol we can purchase at the moment will we be allowed to get meditative on july 1
1: now cause the audio of that is not that good if you didn't hear that was a journo Uh, asking the Chief Minister after he'd just given his spiel, she said, there are limits on how much alcohol we can purchase at the moment. Will we still be allowed to get maggoted on July 1? Only in the Northern Territory will that happen. He laughs it off and says you can drink as much as you want in your own home. Uh, Only up there in the mighty never-never. Would a press conference like that take place? My like for this week is the Northern Territory. Uh, yeah, we, the closest
0: we came was, I think it was the WA health minister that was asked if uh, someone could stop in the middle of a run and get a suvlaki, and if that was okay with COVID-19 restrictions, which, mm. you know, was a good moment uh, for the mid-jog souvlaki. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that is, that, that's a very Northern Territory thing. My Negative. like, slightly different. Uh, my like this week, jazz music. I've dipped my toes in the water. I've never really listened to jazz before. I'm starting to dip my toes in the water now and the water is warm. So hit me up on Insta with Twitter with any more suggestions because I want to learn all there is about jazz music.
1: That was really short. Was mine two minutes too long, was it?
0: Uh, no, just that's all I had to say. Just Interesting. Listen to a bit of Miles blocks. Davis. Uh, listening to a bit of Miles Davis worked well. So keep it on going. The Adam, thing about- Sh- Adam Schlicht, who's on the quiz this
1: week, uh, hooked me up with Athletic Progression, which are excellent. This is very interesting for me because I'm going to say the most obvious thing in the world about jazz, which everyone says is that it all sounds the same.
0: Uh, no, you've got different flavours. I mean, like every genre of music kind of sounds the same if you don't listen to it usually. And then when you get into it, then you start to figure out the differences. Like okay. everyone says that about rap music and then you get into rap and you're like, oh, actually, you know, well, there's all this different stuff and rock music's the same. It's just every genre. All
1: right. Well, maybe expand I'll your have a horizons. Little, maybe I'll... Because I have been trying to expand my horizons. So maybe I'll have a little listen. Should we get into dislikes? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Now, as I sort of alluded to a little bit earlier, my dislike is the AFL slash NRL restart differential. That's the official name that i given it. Now, I'm a big AFL fan, as listeners would know. I'm not much of an an NRL fan, except that I do know that storm gets shafted by the Sydney conspiracy all the time. That's all that I know about the NRL. Now, the 2020 AFL... Is that something
0: you've said that, like, all of our New South Wales listeners just punch their phone? That's what I, I was going I, for. All right, right. yep, cool. Because yeah, i got yeah. no idea what you just said, but I'm like, that can make someone punch a phone.
1: That, Zach, <laughs> I wanted Zach, Zach Gorman, who uh, is our resident New South Wales at the IPA, would be, I don't know, what would what, what, what be? Do they drink in New South Wales? He'd be spitting out his tui at, yeah. at that comment. He's anyway. shuddered
0: somewhere in Australia right now. He doesn't know why yet, but he just went...
1: <sighs> Sorry for that one, Zach. Anyway, the 2020 AFL season has been shut down till at least May 31 because of the coronavirus. Uh, it's hoped that a date to recommence will be announced soon. Now, you said, what did you say? It was reported it was going to be the end of June. June. I read, okay. Was that official or just a strong rumor? That's
0: the age yesterday evening, 18 hours ago.
1: What time in June?
0: I don't know. They just said June.
1: Okay, because I read something yesterday that said a July reboot reboot is the most likely scenario. That was in Fox. Anyway, we don't know. The NRL, on the other hand, has boldly declared its desire to start on May twenty eighth and insists that those plans remain in on track. So I don't know what the difference is between the AFL and the NRL. But surely they're equally as safe or unsafe and should be starting at the same time. I
0: think the key difference is that the NRL is slightly more broke than the AFL, so they desperately need to get games back <laughs> on the thing to bring in some revenue.
1: Well, really? But I mean Wasn't there like those
0: rumors that the NRL was actually going to go under? Like we were going to lose an entire sporting code?
1: I think they definitely have less money than the AFL and there was that those rumors, but I mean you wouldn't have thought they'd be risking people's safety to do it. My theory is that are you are familiar with rich people, Pete. <laughs> I don't know yeah I don't know but my, my theory is I've got, I've got this swamp theory the AFL is definitely now part of the swamp it's been captured by the swamp in terms of its administration not in terms of its fans and I don't know much about the NRL is the NRL more of a people's game or is it a little bit less swampy I mean or is it is it swampy as well I don't know again that's the right distant in. sound of New South Welshmen punching their phones and they don't know oh, why
0: yet but they're about to
1: I'm asking the question to our oh. New South Wales and Queensland listeners you know write in peter.j.gregory.7 on Insta on Instagram Peter J. And he then follow all
0: the uh, the great stories that have been posted.
1: A lot of t- lot of stories. Anyway, I don't know if that's the case or not. So that's my dislike for this week. Uh, my one, I think we're running a bit long, so I'll
0: make this quick. Uh, Chris Cuomo slash Fredo, which we're not allowed to call him, but uh, this is classic Fredo behaviour. So Chris Cuomo, been on the, featured him on the show a few times. In regards mm-hmm. to Fredo, I think two weeks ago, we also had him interviewing Andrew Cuomo, his older brother slash governor of New York, and it was super awkward, which Peter Gregory had a big old chuckle at. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Chris Cuomo uh had coronavirus he was broadcasting out of his basement and then on monday night he announced that he like he did this big video which he posted on instagram and he's like coming out of the basement and he's talking about how great it is to be finally out of the basement reunited with his family uh and it's this video it's kind of cringeworthy but at least he's out of the basement but it comes at the same time that uh on Easter Sunday, Chris Cuomo was in a fight with a 65-year-old man in the East Hamptons because Chris Cuomo was out and about with his family and some other people. And like this whole video of him emerging from the basement is just fake. He'd been out and about all day. And he, did he have corona? Like, he had coronavirus.
1: During the time he was out and about?
0: Yeah. Literally breaking his own brother's uh, social distancing That's not very good. That's not very good at all. Uh, so this guy told the New York Post uh, he asked him why it wasn't social distancing and then Chris Cuomo started shouting who the hell are you I can do what I want he just ranted screaming I'll find out who you are the only good part of this is that Chris Cuomo didn't come out of his room singing Imagine that's the only good part
1: oh, he would have if he thought of it
0: he would have if he thought of it alright uh, that is it for the start of the show we're now going to go to the quiz where mm. Peter Gregory takes on the uh, the uh, the uh, the, uh, the siblings. Both of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we introduced me to the show, so it's great. Okay, we now have uh, the Yipper Quiz. It's been in a very drawn-out hibernation uh, because of coronavirus, but I think we're ready to bring it back. This is either going to be the best quiz we ever do or the worst. I have absolutely no way of knowing which way it's going to go. Uh, but we've got a few contestants here today. So we've got, as always, the Roof Seal, Peter Gregory. Good G'day. We also have Adam Schlicht, who's, uh, you know, many of our listeners are very yeah, familiar with Adam. It. And we have someone for the first time, another Schlicht, the, I would say the official podcast researcher, Mia Schlicht, mm. uh, someone who's very helpful. So, Mia, welcome to the show. It's been a long time coming. How are you?
3: Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be
1: here. Mia, are you very excited about being on the show for once? And how do you two have been getting on in the lockdown?
3: Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I've watched many, many of these. So I think I'm ready. I've got my strategy down pat. Um, yeah, our house is very crowded. Adam and I are two or five kids. So we've definitely Brilliant. got the full house going on over here.
1: <laughs> Adam always sort of seems to claim that he is in charge of the kids being the oldest. How do you feel about that?
3: Well, I Adam's room is actually a bit distant from everyone else. So I'm the only kid with everyone upstairs. So I think I'm actually probably the one who cops most of the saxophone lessons going on up here. So I would say that I'm actually probably the one who's in charge of things over here on my end.
1: There you go. Yeah, uh, now, good. one one final question before Bolter can hit you with a few. Now, I know that you two love to absolutely terrorise the eastern suburbs uh, on a Thursday night and on a Saturday night. How are you two finding, we'll start with you, me, and then go to Adam, being all cooped up and unable to unleash your terror on those suburbs?
3: Um, yeah, it has been definitely a big change, but I don't, I'm kind of enjoying having my Thursday and Saturday nights with the parents. They've cracked out a few of the wine bottles, the good quality ones. So I'm not on the $7 ones anymore. We get the good quality <laughs> ones from the, from the cupboard, but Adam's actually, you've been a bit, you've been holding back a little bit on these nights.
4: Yeah, I've, um, I've toned down my drinking a bit. Um, no real reason to, you know, have a big one, which is a bit sad. I've been a bit healthy. Like,
3: of good quality wines, though.
4: I think my body feels better, but my soul doesn't. My soul feels worse. <laughs> I like waking up, you know, out, you know Friday morning, feeling like rubbish.
0: Mia, I want to talk to you about your strategy because Adam has uh, a strategy which I like a lot, which is to get the first question right and then just sit on his laurels until the who am I if he needs to say anything, which he usually doesn't. So is that something you're going to be borrowing or do you have your own twist on things?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And also the other thing Adam does is that when it's like closest to the pin, he'll wait till everybody else answers and then (laughs) he'll pick the middle value and then he'll get
4: it. I think you'll find I've won two quizzes.
3: Every time. (laughs)
4: I've won is- two quizzes off that. That's And I reckon I've only been on three or four. So that's like at least 50%. <laughs> it is an I've absolute dynamite
1: strategy. I don't recall Adam ever was winning. Adam's games. definitely so won a quiz.
4: I won, I think I've won two. I'm a bit offended that you don't remember.
1: Yeah, it's hard to remember. It's hard to remember. Now, the, uh, the final question I want to ask you guys before we jump into the quiz is sometimes you guys turn up to work well, usually oh. you come at the same time, but sometimes one comes a couple of minutes early than the other. And then there is a bit of a post-mortem, and inquiry that takes place over who was meant to be waiting for who, you know, whose fault it was, etc., etc. Have you guys been getting on well under lockdown or has there been a bit of bickering? Well, as
4: you can see, we're in the same house right now, but we're actually recording on different screens. So that might yep. tell you something. Um, um, but no, I think we're doing all right, you know. I don't have to wait for Mia at the train anymore because got no train to get on. So, you know, there's less to fight about.
1: What do you think, Mia?
3: Yeah, no, I would agree. I think we're, we're doing well, so we're having a bit of a space apart in the house. But, you know, we still have our breakfast chats, which are similar before work. We'll sometimes, you know, have a bit of a chat over breakfast and we've still got those going on, so that's okay. And that
1: does it
4: for the day.
3: <laughs> Go to your rooms and then we'll talk at dinner time again. It's all good. <laughs>
1: That sounds fantastic. Get a chat Bye. out early and that's all you need. Exactly right. You don't want to use up all your material. Why don't you uh, jump into the quiz, Bolter? Let's
0: do this thing. Uh, with your permission, Peter Gregory, thank you. Uh, so question, if it is your first quiz, we've got nine questions, and then we've got a who am I at the end. Buzz is going to be your first name. This is where the quiz is of stand up or fall apart. All right, so buzzers is your first name, and I'll just hope to God that I figure out who is who. All right, so question one. Start off with what should be an easy one, but we'll see. Question one. What day is it today?
3: Mia. That was Mia. Thursday. All
0: right, Mia gets one point, all right? I am, I am forgetting I'm it so Should often. Does she need the date or
4: anything?
0: No. No, no, I just need the day. Who needs to know the date in a lockdown? Okay, uh, we got question two now. What is the name of Malcolm Turnbull's new book? Oh. Uh, the name. you got to think like Turnbull for this one.
1: Uh, the name of his book is a little That's, bit wanky It's something uh,
4: annoying to,
1: Thank yeah, you so Adam to, for the uh, family friendly way of describing it <laughs> <laughs> Do I get half a point for that? Absolutely um, not oh, No, nah, I don't know I don't know I bagged it on the show on Tuesday But Any I guesses? Oh,
0: by the way, no cheating I know everyone's on a computer that has access to the internet But no cheating
4: you should have said that at the start.
0: Yeah, but... That's a good
4: idea. <laughs> a good Mia idea. looked up the day. I saw it. <laughs> 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 what what is it? Is it? Okay, so I'm no going to look it. at my watch, actually. I'm not going to lie. Oh,
0: man. you Apple watch. All right. Uh, the book is A Bigger Picture. Uh, that, I remember
4: so, that now. I yeah.
0: knew that. Okay. Uh, now, uh, if you've been following the news, you would know this one. Who is the governor
1: of New York? Of where, sorry? New York. Oh, Roof Roof. Roof, roof. Do, I have, to, do I have to say the first name? You do indeed. Well, I know the surname is Cuomo.
0: Yep. And we I talked know about him on the, the show d- not only a week and a half ago. I
1: know the name of the I know the name of the journalist. His journalist brother is called Chris. Yep. Cuomo. You're still good. And he's, oh, I know Andrew. Andrew is correct. Yeah, get around me. Firming around as
0: me. firming as the person the Democrats are going to go to if Biden doesn't work out. So, <laughs> name to follow. All right. We're, yeah. g- uh, we're keeping on the names one. Who? What is the name of the Director General of the World Health Organization? It's
1: uh, well,
4: Yeah, well, I
3: know I- <laughs> the
0: surname.
1: I'm
3: just not good with names.
0: Yeah, we had 10 Dinosaur questions before, but that got shut down. Anyway, uh, Director General of World <laughs> Health Organization. Because
1: <laughs> we definitely would have got all those. Uh, well, um, hang on, did anyone answer? Because I think I know Roof Roof. Roof Roof. I know the surname is Tedros. Uh, it's not the surname. <laughs> well, I had to break this to you, James, but I think you're mistaken. Uh, the name no, is... No. Go. Okay. The name is
0: Dr. Tedros Adhanom Gabresius. Te-
1: oh, so Tedros is his first name. Yeah. He's yeah. a what weird we, first name.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, he's becoming quite the electric follower on Twitter because he just seems to be tweeting out single words. Like this morning, he tweeted out honesty.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: Which is something we would like from the uh, World Health Organization. But back we'll when, I, back continue on.
1: Back, back when no one knew who the World Health Organization was, he was tweeting dream stuff. Job. What's that, sorry? That's
0: a dream job. Director Health a Journal of the World Health Organization before anyone knew who that was.
1: Actually, my mum suggested to me that I should apply for that job when that guy gets sacked. Like, no you, joke. Like, a classic mum suggestion. No, anyway. you do better than that. I'm with your mum. You would You would be better at it. Let's start a campaign. Let's start a campaign. I'm keen. Uh, so I can't remember what I was going to say at all. Oh yeah, he used to tweet stuff with like Lady Gaga and stuff instead of stopping a things like that. So uh, he's, he's he has got a very electric social media thing going. All on right, there, sweet. There you go. Next question: When is the NRL back on?
0: Oh, uh, it's Adam. Adam. Say your first name, Adam. Yep. I like the idea May, that we try to figure you first 28? name. May 28 is correct, all right? Everyone's on the board. And I seem to have just deleted the board. No, I didn't. I just uh, moved my scroller down. We're all good. We're all good. Everything's going well. This is a good quiz. This is a great quiz. All right. Uh, Sorry, everyone's on one point. We're halfway through. All right, next question. What is the name of the new Michael Jordan documentary, which is shattering streaming records across the world?
1: Oh, I remember the book you put out in the 90s. That's, Yep. Awesome, but it's not the question. I think I heard up. Uh, not that helpful.
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I sent this in on my sheet as well. I wrote it down.
4: Come on, guys.
3: <laughs> oh.
4: There's another one on Netflix at the moment as well, which is quite confusing because there's t- like two. Uh, you-
0: no, Jordan's is not the Tiger
1: King. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is the one
1: where ESPN changed the name of the Washington Wizards to the... No, the Washington Bullets to the Washington Wizards to prevent gun violence.
0: I think they just removed the word bullets rather than change the logo, but...
1: uh, Yeah, yeah. so they changed the name.
0: Yeah, it wasn't my takeaway from the documentary, but...
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, but like they... Because Washington Wizards changed their name in the 90s to Wizards. And Anyway, long story. I'll talk about it in another part of the show, maybe. Anyway, I don't know. All right, Sorry, it is The Last Dance.
0: By the way, everyone should be watching that. That is such a cool documentary. All right. Uh, next question. Uh, someone's going to get this one, surely. All right. So, everyone was up in arms today that Virgin Australia needed to be bailed out because we needed to protect uh, local businesses. How much of Virgin Australia is foreign owned? Really good question. Yep. Really good question, James. Just-
4: <laughs> Adam. Oh, I don't... Oh, this is actually... Oh, now I'm well, guessing. Well, if
0: listeners of the Young IPA podcast might remember me talk about this, not two days ago. So uh, thinking cap's on there, people. I think it's 80%. It's not 80%. So a point off for Adam. i screwed up ta- my strategy. Yeah, that's... No, nah, you Icarus, that one. You flew way too close to the sun. So sorry, <laughs> does anyone want to make a guess?
3: Yeah, I'll have a guess. Go me up. 75%.
0: Okay, it's a bit further away. Sorry. Roof, that roof. is. Pete? 90. Unfortunately, Peter Gregory is correct. <laughs> <sighs> what <the
1: fuck's? laughs> Unfortunately for everyone but me. <laughs> all right. Uh, lot- so next question.
0: Hopefully, uh, all right. You know what? This one's going to be... Uh, actually, I can't do it closest to the mark with the way I wrote this. So we're just going to continue on. But this is a good news question. All right. Good news. An LA County antibody test indicates what about coronavirus? Came out this
1: week. Pretty big news. I know. Roof, roof. Roof, roof. It found that infection rates are much higher than people thought, which means that coronavirus isn't as lethal as people thought. I will pay it.
0: It suggests that uh, infections in the US are 40 times what is reported, meaning the death rate would be much lower. So well done, Peter Gregory, and well done... What do you mean? Well done, everybody.
1: What do you mean you'll
0: allow it that's exactly what i said yeah but it would have been 40 times so we would have liked some uh, you know use of statistics use of uh, actual facts and figures uh you know not usually the peter <laughs> gregory playbook but uh it would have been nice to see you branch out uh all right well, so I reckon last I had question coronavirus.
1: tell us about it Pete. well you know how we we said that i was hung over and that i had coronavirus yep. i've now resorted to my original position on the back of seeing that study that i did have coronavirus Science proved So it. what? What disproved the hangover theory? Because there was some proof. There was some pretty <laughs> convincing proof. It was that I felt fevery. I don't normally get fevery when I've had a few froths. I feel. Oh, if you've I'm had a- enough, you'll
4: get fevery. Myself. Yeah, I'm
1: going to throw this over to the <laughs> Schlicks. What do we reckon? Did no.
0: Pete have coronavirus? No,
4: nah, he's hungover. He doesn't know how, how
3: with- to hold his beer. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. I'm with you, Pete. I yeah. You couldn't
0: be that close. Yeah. Alright, so that to me, that's 2-2, two, two, uh, whether or not Pete had coronavirus. so We might have to put up an Instagram poll when this comes out to see what the people think, um, yeah. which is a weird Instagram poll. <laughs> Did Pete have coronavirus? I'll send that. <laughs> <it up. laughs> Let's not uh, bother with asking a doctor. Let's put it to the people. Uh, I, I have all of my medical questions decided by democracy. Uh, now, last one before we get into Who Am I's. Name one of the states Trump called to be liberated on Twitter this week. He put out three tweets, liberate X, liberate Y, liberate Z, which are X, Y, and Z.
1: Or Z. Just need one. Well, unless one of the slicks wants to jump in, I think I've got a... I'm going to have a guess. All right, I can take it, Pete. <laughs> not, uh, Colorado.
0: Incorrect. That is one point off of Peter Gregory. That is bullshit. Oh. <laughs> is All right. That- Friday's shows are loose <laughs>
1: Is that right? Surely Colorado is one of them it Okay. Did. This is why I shouldn't have
4: lost my point I would have been <laughs> even with everyone
0: Nah, it's, sorry it's, uh, Pete's on two And you both are on zero So the Slick family title is still in complete contention But Pete has got a pretty commanding lead at this point in the quiz But if you add up their scores Oh, it's still zero Sorry yes. <laughs> We're
3: not doing well
0: that's some, that's some big brain stuff right there, Pete Does anyone want to make a guess in one of these no states? I'll make a guess Go.
3: Michigan.
0: Michigan is correct. Sorry, Mia oh. takes a step ahead in the Schlick family states. The three yeah. states were Michigan, Minnesota, and Virginia. Uh, contest right. within a contest. Uh, okay, sorry. Who am I? Anyone can win this game because the points have not been that impressive so far. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, anyone's got this. Sorry. All right, who am I? So five points, four points, three points, two points, one point, et cetera. Everyone knows how who am I works. Just checking myself still recording. We are. All right, so I was born on this day 456 years ago for five points. 456 years ago, it was my birthday. Day of birth.
1: Five points, you reckon? Do you lose a point for... Yeah, you lose a five point for... Five points, I do um, reckon. And you lose a point for... You do lose a point answer? for guessing, but... I know who it
0: is. Uh, go ahead. Christopher Columbus. It's not Christopher Columbus. That's
1: one point off of Peter Gregory. Who cares? doesn't make any difference.
0: It does, actually, because now it's Pete and Mia in a two-way tie for first. So if no one gets because it, But whoever then... gets
1: the Who Am I out of us will win anyway, so...
0: Oh, and then I get the... Uh, well, what if neither of you get it? What if Adam gets then it on Adam... one point? Yeah, what and if you back both... Over
4: the, we're
0: back over the dinosaur and I'm
1: zero. questions. <laughs> I don't think it's going to hurt me. It might. I... I could, technically, it could, as you just pointed out, but I don't reckon it will. I think the I've dinosaur question.
0: I think the dinosaur questions are in range for four points. I died on this day, on this day as well, four hundred and four years ago.
3: Mia, I'm
0: hey. gonna guess. Go, Mia.
3: It's not Shakespeare,
0: is it? It is Shakespeare, indeed. Oh. Mia wins her first ever quiz.
3: <laughs> oh, one for what one. a win! <laughs> uh, that so a dishwasher tonight. I reckon.
0: <laughs> I think that's a good <laughs> fail. Oh, All we right. should have made them do a bet now mia do you reckon your you said that you had a strategy was that what saw you over the line today
3: um well i do like the strategy of lay low and then you're not seen as a threat until the end Sorry, so mate, I, I'm... The and then just...
0: that's how i that's how i played sports all the way through high school i laid <laughs> really really low and uh, then
1: people forgot i was there there wasn't yeah. so much threats at the end but uh i definitely laid low <laughs> We didn't make them have a bet, James, which we definitely should have. What we can do, though, to make up for it, is now you can just create the bet now after it's already happened. So what yeah, it was would a dishwasher? You... Oh, it's the dishwasher. That's yeah. a bad system. For I that. reckon you could go for
0: better than the dishwasher, Mia. I think you could that's upgrade good. to yeah. Adam's firstborn has to be named after you, or something like that. I
3: reckon that's, good. A,
1: good that's a good one. Okay. What did you say? What did you say there, Mia? So I didn't quite catch that.
3: That Adam's
1: gonna name his first child after me. Can I Ed one up
0: it? Boy. Peter Gregory has to name his first child after me. After me. Th- <laughs> like My middle it. name is actually James,
1: so so it just uh, fits in the family
0: dynamic. Pete's <laughs> already uh, named after me. Now he just has to name his child after me.
1: Little little Jimmy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
4: All right, it's sweet.
1: Name it Bolt though, not Jan. First hand Bolt. Bolt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's, oh, that's what a pretty sickly, good. Sickly thought that is. It's pretty good. You should name your kid Bolt. It would just be Bolt, Bolt. Bolt, Bolt. Uh,
0: uh, well, there's a basketball player on the team I go for called Bolt, Bolt, which is, you know, pretty. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. uh, That is it for the quiz. we got more show coming up. Okay, we're back into the show. Update, Leaf Guy has not been seen for 10 minutes, so I think I'm in the clear. Uh, let us... Well, Pete, this is your big idea, and I like it, so I'll let yeah. you introduce it.
1: Well, uh, thank you, James. On Tuesday, we introduced Pete's Not Fine to tell you all about the fines that Australian police were giving to people for various trans, uh, transgressions as a result of coronavirus. On a Friday, I thought we'd cast our gaze a little bit wider and see what's going on around the world in terms of stuff like this. James, you go first. You've got an excellent story about what's going on in New York City. Yeah, so Mayor Bill De Blasio, not a big fan
0: of freedom, so this one is officially funny. Uh, so Mayor Bill De Blasio set up a hotline. If you saw someone breaking social distancing, you can uh, rat on him. Call rat uh, on him or her. Call this hotline, and they'll know about it. Which is a bit, you know, as we talked about with Brendan O'Neill, bit starzy. Not exactly uh, the most f- fun and friendly thing that the government's starting to do. But anyway New Yorkers responded exactly as you'd imagine by flooding the new tip line with uh, complaints including some photos and uh, of themselves flipping the bird and you know a few others around that and a few references to him being a totalitarian, totalitarian dictator. So New Yorkers are still New Yorkers and that makes me happy.
1: Okay so you so they, so they, they set up the tip line specifically for you to double on your neighbor. Yeah. and New Yorkers reacted how you would expect them to. Yeah, by means. Fan- Sorry, the That's- Great
0: Mean War, it, we, we had a big win this week.
1: That's fantastic stuff. I've got a story from Germany, not just Germany, but the state of Lower Saxony. Now, the state of Lower Saxony uh, has issued instructions to people in that part of the world about how they are officially allowed to eat ice creams reported in The Age earlier this week. Customers buying an ice cream are allowed to lick, allowed one lick in the shop, to prevent it dripping on their clothes before retreating to a safe distance to enjoy the rest. Eating on the premises remains stri- strictly forbidden, and customers are not allowed to consume food until they are at least 50 metres away. So you have to make that first lick count because it's got to last 50 metres until you're allowed to eat the rest of the ice cream.
0: Yeah, and it's um, controversial because Germany is coming into summer, so temperatures are rising. That fifty meters is becoming quite the journey. Look, we talked earlier in the show, and you know we're always starting to reassess. Like, what are the things that we can look forward to? What are the things we can take away from coronavirus that will be positive? And I want this to be one of them. This is the greatest excuse for people to evolve to getting their ice cream in cups and not cones. Cups. This isn't
1: a problem. Why do you say? Well,
0: because it's still getting a problem. It from- isn't it? No, because it's more in a cup. Cones, they'll be dripping all over the shop. You close a forfeit, but in a cup, the drip
1: goes back into the cup. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm not 100% sure that's true, but even if it is, you can't eat the cup. You can't get the crunchy goodness of the cone. That is I know I say this a lot, but a very stupid thing that you've just said.
0: No. Getting it out of the cup is the uh, right way to do it, and I want this to be one of coronavirus's lasting legacies.
1: Don't you like how cones taste? No. You don't like cones. No.
0: And I've got okay, 15 well, jokes, so I need to move on before I start making them into trouble. I want
1: to say I want to apologise to our listeners for what James just said. James, go on. All right,
0: another one. So New Zealand government, they have one of the world's most uh toughest coronavirus restrictions going. So they've they've banned non essential shopping and online delivery since 26 March which includes the sale of books. So bookstores are closed, only medical and professional books as well as textbooks were allowed to be delivered uh, until last week, which basically means New New Zealand government is banning books. So Harry Potter can't can't get that delivered, Lord of the Rings can't get that
1: delivered and so on and so forth. So you're only allowed to order books that are essential? Yes. And that includes stuff like self-help books, how to brew beer, stuff like that, but not Harry Potter?
0: Yeah which you know again we're talking about silver linings here maybe people will start to realize that harry potter is just okay
1: oh james james it's, it's, if i had it's a, okay if it's i had perfectly known
0: it's a fine book
1: if i had known this bit was going to go like this i would never have let us do it on the show that's two absolute stinkers in a row harry potter it's okay what do you like about it mate it's like when i when i first started reading them There were three books in. I read three books in like a week. I did no work in year 11 in that week. And it's just like crack, but in literary form. I'm just amazed you uh, started reading books in year 11. That's huge. (laughs) I used to read a lot back then. Anyway, all right, let's move on. So Indonesia, this is the final one of our crazy ways people are dealing with the coronavirus around the world. This is from the Daily Mail. Now, fed up with how people were breaking virus quarantine rules, one Indonesian politician has decided to scare rules straight Rule, break, rule breakers straight by locking them in a haunted house. Stragan Regency, sorry for pronouncing the name of the province wrong, head Kuzdina oh, Untung Unisukawati. <laughs> I'll have another guy that. Kuzdina Untung Unisukawati. Apologies if I've yep. got that wrong, which I almost certainly have. So she definitely issued, she's definitely well, she We've got listeners in Indonesia. Anyway, see, she issued the unusual edict this week to deal with an influx of people to the area. Uh, She instructed communities to repurpose abandoned houses that were feared to be haunted because apparently heaps of people are turning up for the big smoke back to their local area and not following the rules. So she's chucking them in local haunted houses and apparently there's a lot of houses in that part of the world where people have very strong beliefs about, uh, you know, the supernatural, etc. And apparently five people so far have been put in haunted houses. So we'll see how that unfolds. Uh, I... Look, I like
0: the outside-the-box thinking, and anything mm-hmm. involving the words haunted house, my ears prick up. I reckon if you solve the mystery of the haunted house and you're able to prove that old man Jenkins is only haunting it so he can build the roller coaster, you get mm-hmm. to spend the rest of your isolation in a five-star hotel. Yeah, yeah. You should there be needs to be some out. level of reward.
1: Yeah, if you let allow the poltergeist to finally be released into the afterworld or whatever, <laughs> yeah, that means if you, you make, get out. If you help
0: it make its amends with people on Earth yeah. <laughs> and cross over to the other side. I Good like on. it. All right, sweet. Uh, so we, all right. So now we're going to do a recommendation stuff. We're reading, watching, and listening to. You said you had a good one for what you'd been listening to recently, Pete. I
1: had a good one. I've been listening to an album recommended to my recommended to me by my friend Big Molly, uh, and it is. I, I just said big Molly. <laughs> Try to decide which uh, which nickname to use. Anyway, um, he <laughs> <You> chose Molly. <laughs> yeah. Wonder what, yeah. what that would mean. Oh come on, man. Show a bit of respect. Anyway, Harry Styles' second album. I don't know if you actually know when it came out. It's been out for ages, but I only started listening to it last week. It's called yeah, Fine it Line. Yeah, last year, I reckon. Yeah. Well, my friend recommended it to me, and it's awesome. I thought Harry Styles was just some numbnut from One Direction. Bit jealous of him because he was so rich and women love him. <laughs> Sorry, handsome, but yeah. so handsome. But uh, but this album is really good. His songs about chasing women are like fun and, and good songs, but his songs about heartbreak are amazing. I'm like, you've got real layers to you, Harry. And he was also pro Brexit, no, anti Brexit, um, which was another reason why I didn't quite like him. But this is a great album. Check it out. All right, you're
0: you're now the second or third person whose music taste I respect that says this is actually a good album and I need to get over my One Direction uh, distrust. So, all right, I'm going to listen to it this week. I'll get back to you. Do it. All right, uh, my one, uh, I tasted this in the uh, interview we had last week uh, with one of our campus coordinators. It begins. Infinite Jest 1,078 pages uh, I began last night and 15 pages in 1,078 pages Of bourgeois Single man in his 20s Just (laughs) Jerk Nature It'll happen It'll happen
1: Well Oh and The Wire
0: The Wire I just started That's good Got hit with a spoiler Researching Hay yesterday Which is annoying But we're gonna continue on Nonetheless
1: Do you know who loves The Wire? Go Obama
0: Okay I'll, I'll bring cool. it up with him. In one of our cool story, chats.
1: Pete. No, that's, uh, that was a sick flex with that thousand page book, mate. Let us know what you think.
0: I, well, it's one of those ones where I, I found I work really well to things that I don't entirely like. If, if I think something's going to be a challenge, the more people I tell about it and the more embarrassing it would be to stop doing it the more likely I am to do it. Like when I did Sober yep. October, I made a point of telling everyone I knew I was doing it. So if they ever saw me drinking, it would be ultimately incredibly embarrassing. So if I nail my flag to the mask on this one, I will finish this book.
1: Well, I'm very excited. Let All me right. know what uh,
0: happens. Okay. So the last thing we got in the show uh, is, oh, okay. So a bit of housekeeping first. Now, earlier in the week, Tuesday show, we teased a big guest next week. And I can now reveal that it is Dave Rubin back on the show Horace of the Rubin Report uh, we are going to be talking about his new book Don't Burn This Book uh, we also have a giveaway details will be mentioned on the ch- show on Tuesday so get excited for that make sure you download make sure you tune in awesome chat half an hour interview great stuff uh Membership as well. We've got a lot of young people here who are listening. Make sure you're going to generationliberty.org.au to become a member of Generation Liberty. They're doing a whole bunch of cool stuff on Instagram. We've been talking to the campus coordinators for the last couple of weeks. Go to generationliberty.org.au to become a member for just $10. That's all it is, $10. All right, so last thing we got in this show, we did one of these with Andrew Bushnell, I think about three or four weeks ago. We had a whole lot of fun doing it. Uh, basically just a draft of these random topics. We're going to be doing a few more of them for Friday shows. So this draft was, uh, what was it? Athletes we'd pick in a mystery sporting contest when the aliens invade and challenge us to a sports match, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'll say this. We'll play it now. I don't like my picks. If I could do it again,
1: I would. I was was only sad about missing one pick, which I say in the thing, so I won't wreck it. I just can't believe that no one picked a contact sport fighter
0: like no one picked Mike Tyson no one picked Muhammad Ali so I just before people write in and complain to me just know it's a mea culpa I'm very sorry
1: I'm not sorry my team's awesome
0: okay fair enough Uh, and I did win the first draft <laughs> I'm just letting you know alright that is it for the show this week if you want to listen to the athletes thing I know not everyone's a big sports fan so you might want to skip it but it's good fun it's a good listen and if you do like athletes stick around because that's going to be playing it and with Pete and I and Dave Rubin we'll see you on Tuesday Say up. okay so next up on the show we have got another one of our draft segments we had a lot of fun with this was it two weeks ago now I yeah, think so two weeks ago yeah Time yeah has so two weeks still. ago uh So we've got, again, Andrew Bushnell in the hot seat. Last time we drafted, what was it, TV shows to binge in a lockdown. I won. Now it's going to be...
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Hang on, what? can't just just, uh, skip to that. So there's been a little bit of a dispute over who won There's been a bit of a dispute.
0: Uh, I will claim that because I'm the only one that's actually seen the results, I'm therefore the pretty good arbiter of who actually won. Uh, But that that seems to somehow be a controversial statement.
1: Just so the listeners know, what has happened is we put a poll up to decide who won. We saw a few comments flying around on social media. We all sort of got a bit of support, a bit of uh, uh, criticism. And Bolt is claiming that the poll that only he saw said that he <laughs> won. So he has it, no one saw it at the time, no one saw it when he took it down, and now he's claiming that he won. Do you, how does that sit with you, Bushnell?
2: Well, I would say that the relevant piece of data is that since my endorsement as my number three choice two weeks ago, Money Heist has trended as high as number three on Australian Netflix. Now, I can't say that's entirely down to this podcast, but I would suggest that that indicates that the public is with me.
0: Now, Peter Gregory, would you like to share what your former cricket coach thought of Money Heist?
1: My, my uh, former footy coach, who big Daniel Bartels, he's probably listening. How are you, mate? He thought that it was. Uh, the, I think he said the shittest show ever. Maybe. Or, <laughs> oh, okay. I, love, some,
2: I love. that he was. Like... I love that the show was. The show was too lowbrow for him. I mean, he's got time. <laughs> he's got time to fire off subliterate texts, but he can't. Uh, <laughs> but he can't follow along with Spanish TV. I don't know,
1: mate. Bartz, is gonna he's gonna listen to that. and He's gonna have something to say about that. So <laughs> interesting to see how it goes. Anyway, look, I'm prepared to give it to Bolter this week because he doesn't normally lie. I but I do think there should be independent uh, arbiters who decide who wins. And I think that you yeah, know, yeah. let's be now, able to, what this, do this I is a think pretty ramshackle way of doing things.
0: Uh, what I think, Pete, is, like, you've known me for quite a while now. You know what I'm about. Do you think that I'm the kind of person that glorifies in his own victories? Or do you reckon I would find a defeat and then focus solely on the fact that I lost something?
1: I, th- I take your point. Normally, you would sort of put yourself down. But I you there we also go. sometimes can read stuff quickly and not look at it that closely. And it will confirm what you already thought. And you would already have thought your list was heaps better than ours. Quickly looked at the poll, went, Yep, I won and now it's gone forever. So I don't that's know. Okay, okay, but very accurate
0: reflections of who I am as a person. Yeah, so I
2: don't know. You still- uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I think you, you come across right now as someone who's prepared to revel in a victory with all the Richmond <laughs> memorabilia behind you. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you are protesting quite hard. What's that saying? Thou protest doth protest
0: too much. The lady doth protest too much, yeah. There you go. Uh, look, anyway. I won, you guys lost, so uh, unfortunately for you guys. But uh, Pete, why don't you talk us through the rules for this draft because I know this is a segment you've been... This is a draft topic you've been pushing for pretty hard. I know it's uh, yeah. close to your heart. So why don't you to yeah. tell us the rules?
1: exactly right you, we sort of you came up with the draft idea which was a very good idea when i say come up with it you saw it on american podcast which was a yep. great idea and <laughs> uh you know we we're talking about movies and tv shows and all that stuff but obviously we should do a sports one you had the idea of what we should do is have uh some aliens have come down to earth they've they're going to take over the earth and for some reason rather than just take over the earth they've decided to challenge the earth to a game of sport that we don't know the rules of and we're allowed to pick five athletes to represent us to fight for the fate. Can we go five or four? Five. Oh, I thought it was
2: five. I thought it uh, was five. All yeah, right. I can go well, five. My fifth pick is a bit dodgy, so.
1: <laughs> four's, four's uh, you know, I'm scr- struggling to fit into five. So I'm very excited about this, as you know. Like I've got, I've, as for the viewers can see, but listeners won't be able to see, I've got my cricket cap on, my cricket jumper on. I love sport. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to pick a really good team to represent this planet.
0: All right. Uh, cool. So yeah. So it's five athletes, alive or dead. We can choose them at points of their career. So if they're like old, we can pick them at their peaks. Yep. It's just got to be five athletes from any time in human history.
1: That's right. Yeah. Good point that
0: I forgot. All good they can be. Dead. Sorry. Uh, I think we're all agreed on the rules now. Bushnell, you went yep. first last time, and as previously discussed, Peter Gregory lost the qu- uh, lost the draft last time. So, Pete, I reckon you got first pick. I came. I came last. Uh, You didn't come last, but you certainly didn't come first. So why don't you take the first pick? (laughs) Because normally uh, the first pick goes to definitely
1: needs it. The the first pick normally goes to whoever came last. But I'm happy to go first. Uh, You did pick the Wonder
2: Years last time,
1: mate. I got a a lot of someone, someone, three or four people wrote in saying they love the Wonder Years. Someone said it was a sophisticated choice, and someone else said it was a brave (laughs) choice in a good way. So anyway, we're Mm -hmm. moving on from last week. This week, round one. As I did last week I I chose to use my first pick to troll my opponents. I'm going to do it again. Two massive Richmond fans. Pick one. Dusty worry, Martin.
2: Oh. Dusty Martin. Well,
1: you go That gosh, doesn't troll that
2: doesn't troll me quite as hard as you might think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, uh, so Dusty, we all know, I mean, people in the southern states know uh, Dusty, of course. He uh, won the Norm Smith Medal, which is the award that goes to the best player in the grand final for two grand finals, 2019-2017. He's won a Brownlow. That's not why I picked him. I haven't picked him because he's a a good footballer. I picked him because he's a rock and roll footballer. He he delivers on the big stage. He's a bit rough around the edges. This game we're playing against the aliens, who knows what the rules are going to be. You need someone who's a bit rough around the edges, a bit of a cowboy. Dusty, he's my man.
0: Uh, pretty good pick. I like it. Uh, I didn't have in my top five because I'm just looking for multi-sport athletes. That's what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. I'm looking for a diverse set of uh, abilities. So I haven't got Dusty. Bushnell, mm-hmm. uh I think yeah. you'll pick two.
2: Okay. Um, or if you want to comment I, on Pete's. Well, I think Dusty, very solid choice, but not the strongest troll. I do have a Richmond player high up on my list that I'm hoping to sneak past you guys. Because I don't want to start. Don't want to start with Nick Daffy, absolute legend. Um, great nineteen ninety five Richmond team. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> no, no, no. And I, I, thought my draft strategy is I'm, I'm looking for, um, you know, we don't want people who are too specialised. And in particular, there's a few qualities that I want in my players. I want mongrel, I want yep. flair, and I want big game performers because That's they're good. gonna have to. They're gonna have to perform. They're going to have to get stuck in and they need to be the kind of guy who's going to back himself to take the winning shot in whatever sport this is. And so yeah. noting that Bolt is going next, I'm going to go first with the man who best captures that, which is Michael Jordan.
0: Oh, dang. All right.
2: <laughs> peak peak <laughs> Michael yeah. Jordan, big game, mongrel. Apparently, apparently Michael Jordan is the single most competitive man in the world. When he's flying on his private jet with his entourage, he hands out like books of crosswords and uh, word searches and makes his entourage compete against him. Um, this guy just loves to win. Uh, six-time NBA champion, freak of an athlete. Uh, yeah, bit of mongrel, good flair, a winner. I don't think there's a stronger pick out there than Peak Michael Jordan. Yeah, I think he the was a about... uh, second of mine.
1: Sorry, sorry to drop that, Bolter. The thing about Jordan is as well, When he, I think it was the NBA Lifetime Awards or the NBA Hall of Fame he got admitted to and he was very bitter and twisted in his speech and the whole thing was focused on the people that had let him down or or had doubted him over the journey. And I think, you know, being a little bit bitter and twisted and a little bit driven might be helpful in this game. So good choice, All Obviously, Michael Jordan, pretty strong choice. Really stuck your neck out there, mate. Well done.
2: Oh, well, you know, last week I put my neck out, I put my head on the chopping block and... uh, You know, I got angry text text (laughs) messages from footy coaches, so I
1: don't
0: know. Uh, Yeah, so Michael Jordan, also the kind of guy that would punch teammates in the face in practice if it was getting a bit too much. So, you know, that's the kind of guy you want on your side, someone to fire up. Uh, That was my second overall pick. Uh, Hold on just one sec, because this is a sports draft, I'm trying to get as much in the zone as possible, and apologies (laughs) for people that are only listening at home, because this is going to be a visual gag,
1: but... Here it is, here it comes. Bolt's taking That's the microphone away, so I'm going to have to commentate. Oh, no, he's undressing. Oh, no, it's okay. He's got something on underneath. I wondered why. The Denver had... Nuge basketball singlet. Oh, bit of a bit of a ticket to the gun show as well for the viewers. Have you been doing yeah, push-ups well, for this know, quarantine?
0: Uh, 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 send me uh, cash up, but uh, sorry, i got my basketball jersey on because the first player I'm going to take, surprise that no one, is going to be a basketball player. Can't take jo- uh, Jordan, so going to take LeBron. Uh, this is the physical manifestation of an athlete. Six eight two seventy pounds, can do whatever the hell he wants on whatever sport you put him in front of. Whatever the Aliens challenge us on, I'm going to take LeBron, and that is going to put us pretty well on the way to victory. Second one, you guys might not know who this is, and I apologize. I'm going to have to uh, explain this one. Bo Jackson, if anyone knows who this is. I uh, play so only football. He did, and he was an all-star in both. Like, we want to talk about multi-positional, multi-sport athletes. Bo Jackson was a, a all-star NFL player and an all-star baseball player. Someone you just want on your side in a, against the aliens. So, Bo Jackson is my number two pick. Back that's, to That's Peter. a good choice,
1: mate. That's a good choice. Of course, uh, regular listeners would know that we have interviewed Burgess Owens, who is a Super Bowl winner from the NFL. So, that's pretty special. And also, James, what I would say to both of you, Very actually, which is only just- just It was a good interview, actually. He's a great bloke, Burgess. I to look him up. Uh Interesting that you've both gone with basketball players, because I've got some fairly controversial views on basketball, which the viewers might be interested in. It's a little bit bounce, 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 bounce. Two points. Bounce, 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 bounce. Two points. Bounce, 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 bounce. Two points. There's not much pressure on scoring. You know, there's lots of scoring, so for me, it's not the greatest sport of all time. I'm not a big, I'm not a
2: big basketball fan, but I, I wanted to pick someone. You know, at the at the top, who had that all-round athleticism? LeBron was also yeah. on my on my list because he's apparently. Did you read this story? Like, apparently, he can just like eat anything he wants. LeBron James uh, like he like just eats terrible he gains food. Gains
0: weight in a game. <laughs> really? Like like he puts on twenty pounds in the course of an NBA game. I have no idea how that's uh, physically possible, but
1: that is the story. All right, there Couldn't you go. Possibly so I just wanted to sledge basketball. So, okay, now I'm going to move on to my pick, second pick. Now, it's a pretty obvious one. The great Donald Bradman, averaged 99.9, made 29 test tons, highest score 334. Now, everyone's heard of Bradman. The thing about Bradman that I like, apart from obviously being so far ahead of the rest of the field, you know, it's actually unprecedented across global sport that he's so good, is his discipline... You know, this is the guy that practiced with the stump against the, the uh, tank in the backyard, the iconic Australian thing. Uh, and he also, in his whole test career, hit six sixes despite making a bucket load of runs. So he's got a lot of discipline. And when Did we're fighting. Did you just drop the F bomb? I said bucket load.
3: I said, oh, I'm a professional, mate.
1: I'm a professional. Anyway, yeah, so a bucket load oh, of runs I heard. for the Don. And the other thing about the Don is uh, he's uh, he, apparently very cold and very focused, which I think you need in this kind of this kind of contest. Uh, so with Don, Don, uh, you're really
0: hoping the aliens pick cricket. Not exactly seeing this guy win a contact sport.
1: It could. Oh, mate, he he not didn't flourish, but he made centuries in Bodyline, the Bodyline series. That is a contact sport, my friend. Don't worry now, about that.
0: Is that still a cricket match?
1: Um. <laughs> It's still a cricket match, but it's a contact sport, mate. Yeah, but this is, no,
2: but this is, yeah, and this is, this is the thing. You want a mix of skills. So there Mm. is definitely scope in this for picking a cricketer because you don't know what this game is going to involve. I mean, if, if you had hurl, say they challenge us a hurling, you want good athleticism, Mm. but you also want to be able to hit a ball accurately. So you've got to have a mix of skills. I mean, if, if everyone on your list, Bolt, is just going to be from American sports, then you're not going to have the team that can actually save the planet.
0: I'm busy. Exactly I'm right. building an army of incredible physical specimens and multi-sport abilities. That's what I'm going to be doing. LeBron James could played say, football in high school.
1: Could I say one other thing? I actually think it was Bushnell's turn then, so sorry No, for no,
0: no. In. I think it was... Was it? Oh, no, no. Yeah, I, it, yeah. I got lost in the snake. Well, you still took your pick, Pete, so that's interesting from you. Okay.
2: Were you going to pick Bradman Bushy? Uh... Was It It wasn't my pick, was it? No, it was yours. No, because you were
0: second Oh, pick, no, because so I was going take... back. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you got to take fifth.
2: Uh, this is a shambles. No, I, okay. Um, <laughs> I was not going to pick. I wasn't going to pick Bradman, actually, so that's fine. Okay. Uh, let's push on. I had as my second pick, and I, I can't let him slip any further down the draft order. I'm too scared that Bolt will pick him. I need to get him on there. The hero of my childhood watching sport, Matthew Richardson. Richo, (laughs) the great man, an absolute freak of an athlete, 197 centimetres tall, 100 kegs, best 400 metre runner at the club. Um, Absolute, if you want specimens, the big man from Tasmania, still the most underrated player in AFL history. Uh, Richo, Richo is on the team.
1: And it's good he'll be able to withstand the pressure because he got abused for three quarters of his career by his own fans. So he'll be ready to go if the aliens start uh, getting on his back. Now, Richo was a great player. You know, they always, the Richmond fans always say, you know, if Richo played at Essendon, he would have kept more goals than Matty Lloyd, which is going to trigger the Bomber fans. But good choice. Love Richo, man. It's true. Also a <laughs> very yeah, parochial prior- yeah,
2: Australian pick, but had to be done.
1: See, <laughs> there's a lot of Richmond in this already. All right. Uh, who's up? Does that mean it's. <laughs> I uh, bet you got uh, one
0: more because you took Bradman and then back to Bushnell.
1: Oh, God, I've lost myself. Okay, well, this is going to be a pretty controversial pick because I don't know if it's within the rules. I believe the rules as I understand it was athletes and the rules yep. as I understand it was earthlings. So I'm going to choose the great racehorse, Farlap. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I'm okay. hoping
0: it's not a contact sport. What if it's boxing? What if they take us on a boxing? Mate... Have you ever tried to box a
1: horse? <laughs> the, the, no, I lap, haven't. He, he won, well, don't, don't try it. He won a Melbourne Cup. He won it's like a, the Cox Plate That's twice. a scene in
2: Blazing Saddles, isn't it? Where Mongo punches out the horse. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, but sure but the but horse didn't put up a fight. That's what I'm saying.
1: Anyway,
0: you but can't far pick up... a horse.
2: Yeah, pick a horse. I'm not allowing this him to a... pick a
0: horse because okay. that's such a stupid pick. That's, that's the worst I've I've thing. Such a bad right. pick.
2: It's such up... a limited range of things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> far one. What, if what if they what... take us on it like curling? Now we've got a horse on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> There's not going to be ice. There's I think they're going to take us presumably,
2: a ice. presumably, the best thing that can happen, right, is that they challenge us to polo. But then what? Does that mean <laughs> just that Farlet has to ride a horse? Does Farlet have I to <laughs> I mean, ride a horse himself? I mean, Dusty on the back of Farlat. You are <laughs> hoping for a 100-meter
0: sprint and few others.
1: If this is a ball game, right, like a football-type game or a soccer-type game, Farlot's going to run around sniping people, 'Cause he's a bloody horse and they'll be so scared that they won't be able to do it. The other thing about Farlap is he was a really I'm also great not gonna
0: know where he is. <laughs> like
1: how are you gonna feed What's instructions through to Farlap? He's got a jockey. He's got his jockey.
0: Yeah, but does the jockey know how to make a hey, ghost
1: slide go just make get that a slide tackle? Yeah, he'll just pick blokes up, he'll pick blokes up. And the other thing is as I wouldn't you to say, pick the jockey. <laughs> <Would you pick laughs> no, that's that's got to be your
0: fourth athlete You have to pick Nah, him. okay, fine
1: jockey. No jockey He doesn't need a jockey, mate He's Farlap And he the he uh, he won during the Depression When the people needed him And the Depression is a really bad thing Just like the Earth getting fried by aliens So Farlap's going to do it, mate Don't worry about that Alright,
0: that's that's a ridiculous pick Back to you guys Bushnell wrong?
2: Okay Well, I'm going to go with I, I'm going to go with a more conventional pick for now uh, I would have thought Farlap would have uh, made it through to the fifth round um, <laughs> of the draft, but I'm going to I'm going to pick a, a somewhat more obvious one. But again, another unit who displays the characteristics that I'm looking for, and that is Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, who is obviously a massive unit, um, incredible at all aspects of soccer, and you get the impression watching Ronaldo that he could have played really any sport. He, you know, if you're going to pick a soccer player and I wanted to pick a soccer player, Um, you know, this, this challenge that we're, that we're doing um, really, you know, if you have this Ronaldo versus Messi debate in soccer, Mm. this really brings home that in any other aspect, you would always pick Ronaldo, notwithstanding how good Messi is at soccer specifically. So I'm going to go with Ronaldo, even though he's not my favorite player of all time in soccer, but I just think he's a, a absolute unit.
1: And he's got that ego that you want. And he's got—he's a bit more sort of Messi very straight down the line. Fiddles with his taxes
2: allegedly. Uh, yeah, and he's a—he's a, he's a winner. He's ruthless. I mean, That's right. You want—you want ruthlessness. I mean, I That's don't know right. how ruthless Farlap was. I mean, his jockeys were pretty ruthless. Farlap yeah. himself had a big heart, but yeah. whether he would have True, done anything—whether he, he, anything he would have done anything without the whip—whether he would have done anything without the whip—I I, I can't speak to.
1: <laughs> Mate, the whip is the earth being about to end. Don't worry about that. Phylop's going gonna, gonna to shove it up you blokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I've got two more if, picks. So
0: yeah. uh, another bit of memorabilia just to go on. Just to get me in the mood, get me inspired. All right. So it's my next pick is Tiger Scar for the listeners. Uh, come, from a, uh, come from a sport we haven't talked about yet. And interesting. Uh, so my next pick is Roger Federer multi-sport athlete played every sport as a teenager was an excel excelled at all of them and he's a winner and he's clutching big moments and he's just a face you want to go behind and then my fourth uh fourth pick is uh going to be Serena Williams and I think it's just been interesting that no one's picked a woman yet so does anyone want to talk about why they haven't
2: I don't know how yeah. you go from I don't know how you go from your professed draft strategy to go on two tennis players back to back um I, just, I don't see it I mean unless unless this is a racket sport I reckon you've stitched yourself up big time
0: no because Federer <laughs> was like a star soccer player in his teens played handball as
2: well yeah you uh, like it's like it's like you saying bolt, bolt played soccer as a kid as well you saying if you're picking him it's yeah exactly if you're picking him you're picking him because he's fast you know? <laughs> you know you can't you can't go with what people were good at in, in childhood
0: I, yeah, just, I I'm looking for multi at sport like, athletes. Pick, this, right? is like, this, this is this
2: is like this is like picking Carmichael Hunt for an AFL expansion club.
0: <laughs> well he... that guy did beat Richmond. No, yeah he did. So Yeah, he
2: did. We did that was brutal too. <laughs>
0: That's one of the worst <laughs> losses we ever had. Alright, uh, so Roger Federer, Serena Williams, then back to Bushnell.
2: All right. Okay, so now we start getting into it because I've picked I've picked three absolute beast athletes. But I did start off by saying I wanted mongrel flair, big game. I want winners. I want some leadership. Um, and so here we have a debate. I had I had two names um, for this slot, um, and I'm going to pick. I think I'm going to go with my gut here, and I'm going to pick Steve War, um, because Good um, Steve War is the man for a big moment, um, mm. leader ruthless um captain of a great great australian cricket team i haven't got any uh bat and ball sports so far so steve war uh yeah but mainly not just a great cricketer but i'm picking him mainly because he is such a winner you know the red rag i want the red rag
1: don't forget the leadership component as well Bushnell War was a great leader which you need and he's got that sort of mongrel that you talked about Curtly Ambrose bouncing him in 95 in Kingston staring him down Steve Waugh says to Curtly Ambrose one of the most fearsome cricketers in the ever what the f are you looking at mate and Curtly about to knock his head off his amazing moment in cricket test history and yeah you yeah, know Steve Waugh's a good choice apparently a I've bit got of an one animal thing off the i park want to say well. about this uh now cricket never been
0: my first love cricket and mm. the steve war era is a bit before my time but my gut feel is with that side if i was captain australia would have done quite well if i was captain and also yeah. four years old australia would have mm. still had a hell of a record
2: this is, this is true but he was a big part of it and also he meets your uh criterion of being good at other sports as a kid he actually played semi-professional soccer for sydney croatia as a teenager yeah. uh, mm-hmm. so again Steve War all upside for this scenario. He'd be the captain of my team. Right.
1: In, in his defense, Bolt-Up, he sort of, by the end, they were that good, but at the start of his you know, playing in the team and being a captain, they weren't at the top of the game. So, interesting point, but you're wrong. <laughs> all right, uh, Pete, you've got your last two picks. Oh, in a row, have I? Oh, well, this is exciting. The first one I want to pick is my favorite ever, ever footballer. Uh, and... The reason I'm going to pick him is because he brings something a little bit different to the table, a little bit X-Factor. He's my favourite footballer growing up, and that is the wizard Jeffrey Farmer, who is... You don't know what he's going to do. He doesn't know what he's going to do, but if if he doesn't know what he's going to do, the aliens don't know what he's going to do, and he's going to bring the kind of X-Factor when this game is on the line. He's going to do something crazy, and we're going to say live to fight another day. So the wizard... I'm talking about the D's wizard, not the Freo, when he went to Freo. D's Wizard, you're my pick four. Yeah, it's a good pick. You want someone
0: who's a bit of a wild card and is not going to get in their own head when the whips start cracking and the fate of the earth mm. is being decided. And Jeffrey Farmer not a guy that's going to get inside his own yeah, head.
2: Yeah, it's not about it's not a bad pick. I think it's down the road. I don't know if I would have picked Jeff himself, but I think that that is exactly the right move at this stage in the draft to to start looking for the guy who's gonna to do the thing that wins the game. Um so can't really can't get too upset. I did worry when you said started talking about Melbourne that you were gonna <laughs> blow up the earth. Serial winners. Yeah, I did worry you were gonna blow up the earth by picking David Neat's, um, <laughs> uh, who was the it. most overrated, the most overrated footballer in or just letting the history. fate
1: of the world come down to a thirty metre max score set shot. Can I just? Well, I man... You've, you've, there's, you could have picked worse players than Gorn and Nita, to be fair. But, mate, can you find another AFL player that was all Australian in more than one key position? Because David Neitz was all Australian, centre uh, back and full four. Forward. Gail Hooker. And Pavlich. Think...
2: Pavlich. Well, there you go. That's an obvious one. Much Nita better than Pavlich. Nita, Much better football so, and <laughs> in the same category. Matthew Pavlich no, who no, in, in in basically every other every other universe available universe played 300 games for Richmond instead. <laughs> oh, course, it's only this one. This it's only emotional. this particular do universe where we got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it.
1: Yeah, anyway, and the thing about Nita is everyone says he's overrated, but if everyone says he's overrated then he's not overrated. Anyway, my final pick. Your final pick.
0: Now this because is a, when you... There is a huge omission on your behalf and I'm going to swoop
1: in and take them if you don't. Oh, there's probably... Yeah, yeah there's, it's tough to squeeze everyone in but the person I'm going to pick is when you play... When you're an athlete, right? And the, and the, the fate of the world is on you... On, Tell us um, about being an athlete, Pete. The fate of the world is in the balance. You want to have your hands on the ball. You know, I play a lot of cricket. When you're watching the team uh, bat and it's getting to the crucial stage of the game, you want to be out there... You want the bat your hands. You want to, to face the ball. You want the responsibility. For my final pick. I'm picking Peter James Gregory. <laughs> oh, no, because <laughs> I want to be out there. I want the ball in my hands, and I want to. You know, if it, if it's going to go down to the wire, I want that responsibility. So I'm picking. If
0: myself. we win, you'd be amazing in the change rooms. Like I just reckon <laughs> the vibe you'd bring back to the victorious change rooms. That would that would really help people out.
2: This yeah. is such this is such Cato Institute libertarian nonsense. Like well, what do <laughs> you mean? It's you? <laughs> gonna you. be you know, you're gonna be the, the rugged individualist to pick myself. I couldn't possibly rely on anyone else who might be extraordinarily better placed to win this game for the entire planet. I mean, at a moment where the planet is overrun by a deadly pandemic, right? And everyone's debating about the the responsibilities of individuals for this large system problem, this collective action problem, and here we are. Confronted with a problem where aliens are going to destroy the planet unless we win a sporting match and you pick yourself I mean it's gro- It's actually indecent when you think about it, I mean think about the implication of it, is like you saying oh if we need a vaccine for this pandemic I'm just going to back myself in get old P Gregory in the lab for this bloody vaccine I mean, come on Sorry, right. Bushnell, was
0: Pete not on your big board Bushnell
2: <laughs> uh, no he was
1: well, I'm glad Bushnell was trying to was was able to find the meta political sort of angle of that, but no, look. It's an IPA I've,
2: product, mate. <laughs> that,
1: that's right. So no, look, I just want, I want the ball in my hands when the whips are cracking, and I don't apologise right, for that. Bushnell, last pick, Bushnell.
2: Well, I don't know if I can top that. That is that's too good. I mean, this bloke has I picked, he's picked himself and Farlap, but I think um, look the one attribute that I didn't say at the top that I'm looking for here. Now we've all picked athletes, but. My favorite professional sportsmen are the fat ones. The ones who look like they <laughs> shouldn't be professional mate. athletes. I'm I want what I want is fat and magic. Um, I want guys who have competed at the top level just oh, by being magical. Um, no, I don't don't worry. This one's gonna be too obscure for you. If you're oh, okay, thinking of something else, I was else,
0: very worried.
2: Uh, I am gonna pick, and this is what this is an obscure one, but we're going back in time. This I wanna pick peak Mid-90s Premier League, Matt Letitia.
1: Oh, I have no idea who that is.
2: Letizia. Absolute genius. If you look up best goals in Premier League history, about half of the top 20 are Matt Letizia. And this guy oh, is a sweet. big, big fat guy swanning around the pitch. Yeah. Uh, just, inc- just didn't look like a professional athlete, but magic. And that's what I want.
1: And he didn't go to a big club. Like he stayed at Southampton, even though he could have gone wherever he wanted. But he's like, no, nah, I just want to. Yeah, and that shows his loyalty,
2: dedication to the earth. Um, I think. I think mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. Leticia. <laughs> I
1: think. Mean, he's not going to go play for the other team. That's what you want
2: to do. No, no, no. great, great pick.
0: There you go. All right. Uh, so like I'll that. take and the last pick. pick. There's so many people I could pick from. There's so many uh, amazing athletes, uh, of course, in the NBA. But look, my last pick, I can't believe none of you picked him. Uh, you want, look, this fits in with my multi-sport uh, draft strategy. This is someone that excelled at a young level at two different sports. Uh, this is someone, and I just feel, he's also a big game player. And I just feel as someone, i got a lot of egos on my side, a lot of good people used to being number one. You just want someone that can walk into a locker room and relax everyone and sort of get everyone on side uh, and just be a good bloke. So my last pick is going to be Shane Warne. Shane Warne?
1: Shane
0: yep. Warne. I should have picked oh.
2: <laughs> I can't believe
0: no one picked Shane Warne
2: that's going to require Sorry. some editing that <laughs> is, oh, a, great that is pick. a good that is a good pick that is. All a right.
0: I'm pretty happy with my list I think I'm going to make it two from near, uh, two from two did anyone have any that we didn't mention that you wanted to get out there Usain oh, Bolt they're... not being picked was interesting
2: yeah I think well Usain Bolt is too, too limited I think um, similarly I was tempted to pick Tiger Woods Um, but you know, he's a great athlete too. He reinvented golf, but still too limited a skill set. The other one I was going to mention was Tim Cahill, Australia's greatest ever big game player. Um, one of the few Australian athletes who always turned up in the big moments. So if I was going to have a more parochial final pick, it would have been him, but I'm pretty comfortable with, uh, my fat and magic pick. I have to say.
0: Nice. Uh, Pete, any
2: that you didn't pick? We've lost Pete. We lost I Pete. I think he. Right. I think he dropped out. Yeah. Okay. After fair he swore. enough. Well, we're basically <laughs> done. so I'll just
0: wrap things up. Uh, so I had Kevin Mayo, who apparently is a world record decathlete holder. So if someone picked Shane Warne, I was going to pick him. Uh, and would you have accepted Hercules? Because I reckon some of those labors were pretty athletic, and uh, it's always good to have a god on your side when whips are cracking. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I think that's a better pick than Farlap anyway. <laughs>
0: I can't believe. There, let's let's both roast the Farlap pick because he's not here to defend himself. The guy picked a horse. What if it's a battle of wits
2: just, and strategy? He's, he's, he's. I mean honestly, if you look at if you look at Pete's list, it's a it's, it's a, a disgrace. It, I mean, Jeffrey farmer as well. I was like,
0: I'll defend him, but jeez Louise, mate, you are losing your mind.
2: A, he wants the world to end.